0: Hi, Sam.
1: Hi, Lauren.
0: Are you ready to talk about our new movie, Can't Hardly Wait?
1: I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies.
0: Hi, everyone. Uh, Hello. Due to remotely <laughs> recording our... Audio has not matched up with the whole, like, we are the watchers of movies thing, which is really cute when we can do it in person, but since we're doing it on the phone, the audio is all weird, and so that's why Sam just said it today, but it'll go back to normal as soon as we can be together again, but right now, the world is tearing us apart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're tearing (laughs) me apart.
0: (laughs) I mean, I haven't seen you in, like, I think like a month now.
1: It's been a long time. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a long time. I can't believe how long it... So I got a... Mike and I got burgers the other day. Yeah. And I hadn't had a burger in like a month. And if you want to taste the most delicious food you've ever had in your life, stop eating it for a month (laughs) and then eat it again. I felt like... I felt like no one had ever had a more delicious meal and it was the best moment of my day (laughs) just and I made it last I'm a very fast eater normally I finish before everybody that's not in my family because my my family is sort of a family of fast eaters but if I'm eating with somebody I'm not related to I'm always done first and I cherished that burger because I didn't want it to end (laughs) so
0: (laughs) where'd you guys go
1: uh, Culver's.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah,
1: and I have, I've, I haven't eaten there very much, like maybe once for like I've actual I've had some food, of their so.
0: stuff, but I don't, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge fan of that place, but, um, I think they have good burgers. Oh God, I have Yeah, it was itch- delightful. I have an itch in my ear. Oh. I'm,
1: like,
0: (laughs) I'm wearing, like, the headphones from work because it's just easier than, like, keeping you on speakerphone or whatever. Oh,
1: yeah, and they cover, Um, they cover your whole ear. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, and also, like, well, I can't really keep you on speakerphone while we're recording, but also it's, like, I, I hate holding the phone up to my ear because. Oh, yeah. It gets so hot, and then it's, like, sweaty, and there's, like, always, like, now, guys don't really get this unless you wear makeup but girls who do wear makeup will totally understand that there's always like this smudge of like yeah makeup left behind I'm not wearing makeup right now but it's still like it grosses me out no I no <laughs> you know? I
1: I feel that way like in the on the rare occasion that I may have in the past have had to use somebody else's phone I'm always self-conscious about leaving like the makeup smudge on their yeah. phone screen and yeah. then I'm like okay I'll wipe it off for you so it's not gross but you're gonna see me wipe it off and you're gonna be grossed out no matter what <laughs> so it's like you can't win but I know
0: I know exactly. Yeah. No, it's, well, and you know, you and I were talking earlier about how we don't like talking on the phone. Um, So it's normally not a problem for me, but for the few people who I, or a few friends that I do have that do like to talk on the phone, I'm just like, why can't you just text me? (laughs) You know, like, it's just like, it's, I don't know. And yeah, so anyway, Um, so we talked about our topic. Yes, me too. I watched it last night. I finished it at like 1130 or something. Um, And I almost forgot to watch it. Like I was like sitting in my bed because during quarantine, you either have the choice of like my tiny apartment, your living room or your bedroom to hang out in. And I didn't want to drag all my shit into my living room because whenever I, well, you know, like whenever I like go into my living room, I build like what I call like a nest. And it's basically me surrounded by like 1200 pillows and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's great. It's super comfy, but it also takes like 30 minutes to drag everything in and like get on my water. And like, it's just, it's a drag, you know? And, um, (laughs)
1: it's a whole ordeal.
0: It (laughs) it is. It really is an ordeal. And, um, and I just didn't feel like it last night and I was kind of like lying in bed for a while. Well and then I cut my hair. <laughs> I cut my hair at 830. So surprise everyone, I cut my own hair. <laughs>
1: Every everyone who is listening to our podcast is everyone. going to be shocked. <laughs> I know. Your your voice actually sounds different because of I, your hair being cut.
0: It you know, they it's can been a tell. huge weight off my shoulders. Like it's <laughs> legitimately like it's probably oh it's not, like, at my hairline. It's maybe, like, an inch down or something. But um, I, I'm hoping that the back looks fine. But the rest looks pretty okay. I accidentally cut the front too short, so now I can't tuck part of it behind my ear. But I honestly don't care because my hair is short again. And it's, like, not driving me crazy. And it's just so much easier to take care of. And... I have to say that as far as regrets go, I don't have any. <laughs> like, I feel pretty great about what I did, so.
1: <laughs> I feel like the one good thing, the one, one good thing about quarantine is that maybe I can grow out my hair long enough <laughs> and it'll just be like, well, I had to grow it out because it's quarantine because otherwise I cut it because I think it just looks nicer, shorter, but I love long hair. I love it. I've always wanted to have, like, beautiful long hair, but my hair is, very fine, so there's not a lot of body, so it just sort of hangs. You've got that So nice hair, I, I keep though. it short. Well, I mean, I'm not saying my hair isn't nice. I'm just saying for the style that I wish I could wear it, I don't think it's the ideal type of hair. Um So anyway, I cut it short because I think it just it works better for the type of hair I have. And so I just maybe at the end of this, I'll have hair like a female wrestler from WWE who has <laughs> beautiful hair. I'm jealous I love of the,
0: all of their hair. No, I love the long hair, too. Like, so, speaking of teen movies, teen shows, like, all of the girls in the teen shows have all this, like, beautiful long hair. Yeah.
1: And, and
0: I'm always like, oh, my God. And it's always, like, perfectly curled and, like, quaffed. And I'm like, gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. However, super unrealistic, because who gets up at 5 <laughs> in the morning to curl their hair? Like, really? Come on. I mean...
1: I used to work... I used to work do? with a girl... I worked with a girl when I had my job as like a teenager at the theater who would come into work every day with a different hairstyle and it was always so pretty and she was definitely unique. Like most women don't do that, I don't think, but anyway. I
0: appreciate it. I honestly like, Yeah. I think if you want to get up early and you want to do your hair, like the more power to you. That's awesome. I think it's really cool. It's not my thing. I literally roll out of bed and that's all. Like, I don't even brush yeah. my hair.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, really? Do- okay. Well, I, I, I do I my hair. I only brush my hair
0: after I wash it. Oh, wow. I know.
1: <laughs> I have... My hair gets kind of frizzy, so I have to take care of it. Like, I have to put... I have to wash it and I have
0: to put product in it and everything. But anyway, yeah. let's talk about
1: teen I mean, I wash it. <laughs> I wash it. I think I we just... should talk about teen movies. Okay, I'm really excited. I teen movies. I love teen okay. movies.
0: So I do I, too. As a genre, I love them. I made a list, um, a long list. So what are, well, what we were talking about, we wanted to do a mini topic of like movies that have held up and movies that have not held up, teen movies. Specifically, um, I was so I made a huge list, and I have to say, yes, one of the I did too. You did too. Okay, I have to say, yeah. even though I love this movie, the movie accepted does not hold up like, oh, at all. yeah, yeah, like
1: there's I forgot about that movie. <laughs>
0: it's, I love that movie, and I love the ending because it's like everyone, like. You're like shit. This kid's gonna go to jail. Like he did something really bad, you know. And he's just like convinces everyone, and and I'm and I love it. But I also am kind of like, what kind of con man is this kid gonna grow up into? Because he's already conned like hundreds of people out of millions of dollars. You know what's yeah. next? <laughs> but no, that's I not really. The- what were you gonna say?
1: Oh no! I remember thinking that the the concept of the movie was kind of ludicrous from the get go. Oh,
0: totally. But because
1: Justin Long is so charming, and the movie has like elements of of comedy, it, it sort of worked in the in the the world of the movie. But yeah, I it, I agree. With you. I don't think it holds up either. No.
0: Well, and also there's like a lot of like low key sexist parts, like with the girl who's like. Who do I give my intuition money to? Do you remember that part?
1: No. (laughs) Okay.
0: So she's like a stripper, and she, like, comes in with a bag, like, literally full of cash. And she's like, who do I give my intuition money to? (laughs) Instead of tuition? (laughs) Intuition money. (laughs) Anyway. like, But there's, like, a whole scene where these three girls are, like, all possibly exotic dancers or something. They're, like, lying in the pool. And all of these dudes are, like watching them and it's like considered a class and I was like ooh that's super creepy and then there's like a whole thing with um, you know Justin Long being being like into Blake Lively but like I don't know it's just there's a lot of like it's not like overly aggressive sexism but it's enough where you're like I'm a little uncomfortable by this you know what I mean so I mean, I, I've recently watched that film, but I still, I have to say, despite its flaws, I still love it. I think it's a really fun movie. I think it's like, it kind of just like, it kind of is the type of thing that gives you like a pump of energy because you're like, yeah, these people got away, like, like stuck it to the man and they're doing their own thing. Like, that's so cool, you know? And it's just so, I, I love it, but what? Yeah,
1: I think that movie was also the birth of... Uh, I think that movie is what put Jonah Hill on the scene, which oh, I yeah. think is kind of cool. Like, there's that scene where something falls through the ceiling and he screams really loud and he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know I was emitting that. And then later when he's like, ask me about my wiener.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: I, I think like that maybe put him on people's radars. And...
0: He was really funny in that role. For
1: that reason... He was cast in one of, possibly one of the greatest teen movies, Superbad.
0: Oh no, you and like Superbad. See, genius. I didn't like super It's a bad. genius,
1: hilarious, clever, brilliant oh. friendship movie, brilliant teen movie. Their friendship, their journey, the whole thing, I think it's it's really good. And between Dazed and Confused and Super Bad, I'm not sure... I think they both are maybe two of the best teen movies. Days and Confused is probably the best teen movie, but so, Superbad for me is is really close.
0: That's funny that you say that because I didn't like Superbad and I didn't like Days and Confused.
1: <laughs> Why not? Why didn't you like Days and Confused?
0: I it's been such a long time. I think it, a a big part of it was the bullying really kind of creeped me out. Um, that. And Matthew Con, he's like way older character, like hitting on all the young teenage girls. I thought was really creepy. That's in confused, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Order. Why
0: do I, I keep confusing that one with um? Even though I've never even seen it, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But I'm like, whatever, it doesn't.
1: Oh, that movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I wanted to see for years and years and years, and just through various reasons, I just didn't. And then. It was one of the movies in the, like, the Founders film series. Yeah. And so Mike and I went and seen it, went and saw it, and I was so excited, and it really felt kind of flat for me. I feel like there, like the narrative, there's like a loose narrative, uh, and like Spicoli is like a character that's kind of wacky, and, but it's, there's moments in the movie that are funny, but as a whole, I didn't think it was that great of a movie.
0: That's kind of how I felt about Pretty Woman. Like, oh, I like that's not a teen so, movie. I know, no. I know, but like it's, but it's like the same idea. Like, I was, I was like, oh, I'm excited to see this movie. I've heard a lot about it, you know, and then I watched it and I was like, I, I hate this movie. I don't ever, I don't ever want to see it again. Like, I, I didn't think it was cute. I didn't think it was clever. I didn't think it was funny. I just thought it was kind of like, it, it was weird. Like, I was like, oh. Like this isn't like some romantic comedy. Like they're not gonna end up together. You know, come on. Like I, whatever. Anyway, that's not a teen movie. <laughs> so, um my next one is uh the Girl Next Door. Did you ever see that
1: one? Oh yeah, with Emil Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. I, I liked too. that movie. I was. It surprised. had a lot of heart. More it heart did. than I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: remember seeing it for the first time and being like, and in, what, like, and. In, after it was over, being like, I actually really, really liked that movie. Like, I was surprised yeah. at how much I liked it. It was cute, and it was funny. Um,
1: and I think that movie had a young Paul Dano in it. Yeah, I it did. Yeah, because yeah,
0: remember, like, because the por- they were, like, hanging out with the porn stars. And then they, like, took off his pants for some reason, like, are going to have sex with him. And they were like, oh, my God, he is a huge dick.
1: <laughs> Do you remember that? And, um, yeah, and... <laughs> I really liked his friend, um, Chris Marquette, was in it. The, the actor, Chris Marquette, was the one who, they were like, him and Paul Dano were watching porn together, and Paul Dano's character was kind of tightly wound, and I don't think had seen porn, and yeah. he was uncomfortable, and Chris Marquette's character put his hand on his knee, and he said, learn to like it, and that really, that, for some reason, that line really made me laugh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I thought that movie was it was fun. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that one. I like that one as well. Right? Yeah. You know what? You know what movie? What teen movie I also really enjoy is a movie called Orange County. Have you ever seen that one? Yes,
0: I have seen that one. I used to own the VHS, but I haven't seen it since has kind of became obsolete. Yeah,
1: I I really love that movie. Jack Black is in it, and one of I mean, School of Rock, I think, is probably Jack Black's, my favorite role of his, but I really like him in Orange County. He plays, like, a deadbeat older brother, and he's bonkers, and I I really like that movie. I, I don't know, I can't really put my finger on why. I just think there's, like, this beautiful, sort of loving family story underneath a whole pile of, like, I don't know dysfunction maybe yeah. and I think it's just I really I really enjoy it it's got a really good soundtrack and I don't know it makes California seem like kind of like a dreamy surfy sort of place and I, I like that about it
0: I love like movies about California always kind of make it seem like that a lot of yeah movies, I, I should know say. yeah like where you're mm-hmm. like wow this looks amazing like I'm like maybe I should and I was I was like thinking about like I don't know Los Angeles or something and I was like, should I move to Los Angeles? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, yeah. Yeah. no.
1: I, I no, it's like this, like this yearning for the idyllic California setting that exists in movies. I totally right? know what you mean. Yeah. And then you get out there and you realize there's just, like, people for miles <laughs> and miles and miles. Yeah. Or so I've heard. I've never been there. But
0: it's the very familiar. I mean, I, I do love yeah. California. Yeah. I don't know if I'd love to live there. But I, so I'm, I'm actually looking at the cast right now. There's, like... A bunch of famous people and like Lily Tomlin's in it, John Lithgow, Catherine, yeah, O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, O'Hara. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great movie. For some movie. reason I thought I, I really Kevin like
0: Klein it. was in it. Is Kevin Klein?
1: Yeah, in it? Yeah, I think it? he is. He plays he, is. Um, he plays the professor that Colin Hanks sends his essay to, I think. and they. Like, oh my god,
0: Lizzie in it. No, wait, no, no
1: that's, um, the professor is, what's his name from Ghostbusters? Sorry. The one who Uh, recently passed away, um, Harold Ramis is is the professor I think. But Kevin Klein is in it. Kevin Klein plays a writer, I think.
0: Because I'm looking at it right now. Um, Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan was in it.
1: Yeah, it's got it's got a very short part. And the teacher, there's a teacher in it who plays. the guy who plays Jack Black's roommate in School of Rock is a teacher in it, and he's got yeah. just ridiculous, ridiculous lines. I don't know. I think it's, it's maybe a, a teen movie that's got slightly um, thrown under the rug. Maybe people forgot about it, but I still hold the torch for it. So yeah. anyway, what's yeah. another one on your list?
0: So it's weird. He isn't in it. Is he is in it, but he's uncredited.
1: Yeah, I think he has a very small part.
0: I remember. I I've always loved. Um, Kevin Klein. I've always been a fan of his, like since I was a kid. So every time he's in something, I remember it (laughs) because I'm like, oh yeah, Kevin Klein's in that. I love that guy. So I want to talk about New York Minute. Have you ever seen that? (laughs) It's with the
1: is Lindsay Lohan in that? No, it's the Olsen Olsen twins. twins, But I don't know if I've seen it or not.
0: It's kind of fun. I just actually recently saw it, like maybe last year, and um. But there is a scene, and it's also with Jared Petalaki, and (laughs) there's a scene where him and one of the girls kiss, and I don't know which one, but it's, like, the most awkward, like, (laughs) scene. It was so cringy. Like, they're looking at each other, but the way that he's looking at her is kind of like, um... I don't know, like, almost like a smirk, but it's not like a, like, we're about to kiss smirk. It's kind of like a, what do you want to do? Like, what what's happening? To, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like an intimate moment between them at all. And then they kiss. And it's so awkward and so out of the blue that even, like, it looked like even the actors were like, why did we just do this? Because it was oh, so, boy. so weird. Like, I almost recommend watching that movie just for that scene, just to see how freaking awkward it is, and like the, it was, it, it was just like there shouldn't have been a romance between them because it just didn't work that way, like it shouldn't have been that way. But I was watching this movie and I was like, Oh my god, they're gonna kiss, and I was like, No, 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 no. oh come on, oh, 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 come on, that was that was terrible.
1: But do you know <laughs> like, which one of the Olsen twins it was?
0: I do not know which one. Hmm. I know, but, um... Say? Did
1: the other one get to make out with somebody as well?
0: Um, I want to say yes. Because that's usually how mm. it goes. I have to yeah. say, though, as a teen, I loved the Olsen twins. I loved... Pastel I liked them Paris,
1: as well.
0: And, um... I never watched...
1: I didn't watch many of their movies. I liked It Takes Two.
0: <laughs> that's a cute one. I love It Takes yeah. 2 Um. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of their movies. There was Winning London, where they were, um, they were, uh, working with the, um, oh my god, um, uh, (laughs) what's that called? The Student UN? You know what I'm talking about? Like, they, they like... It's like the, oh, like
1: Model UN or whatever. yeah, Model
0: UN, yeah, yeah, Model UN. That's what it's called. Yeah, so they're working for the Model UN or working like they're doing. That's what they're doing. They go to London and they have this like whole adventure like they always do, and um, so I really like their stuff. <laughs> that's also like I also loved the Sabrina movies, <laughs> like Sabrina like, goes to the to teenage realm.
1: witch. Yeah. Like, Sabrina the Teenage
0: Witch? Oh, wow. Yes. I loved... I have, like, a thing. I've noticed that, like, my favorite, my favorite, like, teen and kids' movies tend to all have the same story. So, it's a girl. She goes to some, like, place that she's never been. Like, usually it's in Europe. And she meets a guy. And she has this, like, crazy adventure. And then her life changes. Like, Lizzie McGuire movie did that. Sabrina goes to Rome. Passport to Paris, winning London. (laughs) They were all like. You long
1: for transformation.
0: (laughs) I just, I do. I think I do. I think I long for like a a sweet little brief romance in some like cute European city. And then I go home, but I'm changed. You you know what
1: movie was really. I can't remember the name of it, but you've just reminded me of a movie that's really good. And it's with Selena Gomez. And she goes to Italy and she pretends to be somebody rich. Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo that was a really cute movie
0: yeah except I for Cory Monte's really character that. not
1: cute yeah not yeah, cute yeah he was at all. a little bit controlling but he was super okay cute. W- yeah. let's do let's each do one more okay. let's just each let's just each give one more teen movie that we really enjoy before okay. we talk about Can't Hardly Wait
0: okay you go first
1: Okay, another one on my list is Drop Dead Gorgeous. I think it maybe is more appreciated now, but when it first came out, I think it was kind of ignored. Was very, very funny. Kirsten Hilarious. Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst? Yes. Kirsten okay. Dunst and Denise Richards, and it's about a beauty contest. And me and my friend, one of my best friends in high school, would quote this movie non-stop because it's all it's set in Minnesota so they have ridiculous accents (laughs) and it's just it's just funny and I I think it's so clever and actually Amy Adams is in it like maybe one of her first movie roles
0: oh my god and
1: yeah and it's just there's just so much funny and it's very clever and it's really dark it's a very dark beauty queen comedy and I I really like it I recommend it
0: I saw it once um when it first came out I don't remember not liking it I can't tell you I don't remember like if I liked it or not though so I it's kind of positive response for me (laughs) anyway because I'm like I'm like well I didn't hate it so I guess that's good yeah (laughs) Um, if
1: you don't have any strong negative feelings I guess that's a good sign yeah
0: Yeah. um so how about you so I really liked what a girl wants, which is also kind of the same vein as like a girl goes to oh. a different country, and, like you know, with yeah, Amanda with Amanda Bynes. Bynes, yeah, yeah,
1: and Colin. That Kirk. movie is. That movie is really sad when like her soon to be stepmom locks her in a closet or something so she can't oh dance dad, with know. her dad. I oh my god. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that one I really like that one. I thought that one was really sweet and you know, she's just trying to find her dad and like figure out where she comes from and and um I like Kelly Preston too. I think she's like very good yeah. at like mother like uh, like um adoring and like um loving mother role, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like that movie. I think that one's really cute. It always warms my heart. I'm like, oh, and like I like daddy-daughter films, too, you know? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I just think... Um, it, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I wanted to say The Parent Trap, too. <laughs> I, 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 We
1: can I add sh- The Parent Trap. Okay, also, The, the parent, parent Trap. Trap,
0: but Lindsay Lohan. I like one. that
1: movie as well. Yeah. That, that, that's, yeah, that yeah. movie's really cute. The Lindsay Lohan one, I agree, very so good. good and so it's, cute. it holds up I think it holds up it's very oh, big it's, time it's sort of timeless and I think adults as well as kids can enjoy it which I think uh, is yeah. important and that movie isn't quite I guess that's like a preteen movie almost it's not it's not I like a teen 12. movie in which there's like drugs and drinking and sex and partying and stuff you know but
0: yeah, yeah but it's, it's, really it's good. more like, I like that
1: one it's yeah. like
0: more pure I think mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. like well, because I think they're like 12 or like 11 or 12. So they're on the cusp of like becoming a teenager, but they're still like at that point where they're kind of still a little kid, like, um, but, you know, becoming more interested in like older things and everything like that. But that movie is so cute. And I, I love Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson. and. Um, yeah,
1: it's good. Yeah. It's really good. I agree. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. You ready to talk about the movie? I am. All right. So what did you think after your your second or whatever millionth view of it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might have a little bit of a soliloquy because this movie is so nostalgic for me. I remember I was 14 when it came out. It came out in 1998. Uh-huh. And so I was on the cusp. It came out the summer, I believe, probably the summer before. It might have been eighth grade for me. I think it came out the summer before eighth grade. So I was actually probably 13 when I saw it. And I just remember I was on the cusp of being in high school, you know, and I just I thought this is the per I was the perfect age for that movie, I think, because I, I was just so ready to be a teenager, be in high school, you know. And I think the movie has a really great soundtrack. And there is a nostalgia in it for the 90s that... This is going to sound stupid because it's an obvious statement, but I think a kid today could watch the movie and enjoy it, but they're not going to get the same spirit from it because they never lived in the 90s, and so they don't know. And it's possible that that's how my parents feel when they watch a movie that is set in the 60s, you know? Like, right. I can watch it and enjoy it, but I... There's something in it that I will never, ever get because I wasn't there, even though I can still enjoy it. And for me, Can't Hardly Wait is one of those movies where I I think anybody can enjoy it, but if you didn't live in the 90s, there's just an aspect of it that is going to fall flat. And that's okay. Like, you're not even going to notice you're missing it. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, somebody who was born in 2004 who watches it isn't even, they're not going to think, oh, something's missing. It's just, for me, it just fills this tiny little spot in my heart of just, a time that i remember so clearly i remember when people dressed like they dressed in the movie you know not that vastly different from how they dress now but still different enough and it's an interesting movie because there's no cell phones in it yeah there's it's it's just it's it's just it's it was filmed in a sweet spot before technology sort of took over and i'm not bashing technology or anything i just i think that there was just a lot of factors in it that will never be repeated,
0: you know, just like
1: any time period that passes, things happen that can't ever be replicated, and, and I just, I really like that feeling, when I was watching it, I sort of felt cozy, I felt like I was, you know, in my bedroom at home as a young teen, watching a VHS, and dreaming about what high school was going to be like, and, and I just, I, I really like it, I think it stands up, so I think, like I said, people can watch it now and still have fun. I don't think it's it's as good for me I don't think it's as good as Days and confused or as clever as Superbad but in its own category of super entertaining and super fun and just sit back and enjoy a party movie I think it it's A plus you know
0: You know I have always wanted to go to a party like that <laughs>
1: like yeah, I know I don't think they actually do they actually exist because I, I never went No
0: I have never <laughs> like okay so I know you don't really watch Broad City, but there is a scene where they're trying to find a party and Alana, um, her, Alana Glazer, her character, whose name is also Alana, um, is like, we have to find the Narnia of partias. <laughs> and I'm <then>, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe that party party is like the Narnia of partias and we're just never going to find it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's stuck in a wardrobe somewhere, you know? Um. But I, what I like about this movie, too, is that it's, like, all of the characters that were kind of in these, like, classic, um, stereotypical sections, like, tend to go out of them. And, and, like, they all kind of bleed into each other. And I really like that because it wasn't so, like, it wasn't so stereotypical throughout the entire film where you're, like, you know, you know, um, like, even Mike Dexter kind of has like, a little change of heart, you know, at the end, or a little paradigm yeah. shift. It's yep. not a... It doesn't last, mm-hmm. but it's there, you know? <laughs> like, it's so... Yeah. Um,
1: that's a really good point. I, I think that's that's a really good point. And, like, Seth Green and Lauren Ambrose having sex in the bathroom, like, those two worlds literally colliding. <laughs> and yeah. Like,
0: exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's... And... It's just... It's a fun film. Like, it's so... It's so fun. It's just, it, it makes me like, I just, I love, I think my, my biggest, probably my biggest plot, or my, sorry, no, let me just, okay. <laughs> I think my favorite plot line is the nerdy guy who ends up going on the stage and singing Guns N' Roses. <laughs> because oh, yeah, Big time. I love his storyline because he's just like, he's never drank before, but all of a sudden he drinks and he's like the most interesting person in the world. Like, which is kind of sad. He let's
1: go of his inhibitions. <laughs>
0: yeah. you're Right. And it's like, so he's having a great time and all these people are like, you know, having, reaching out to him and, um, he's just like enjoying himself and he gets out of his shell and he's kind of like, you know, why you're, you're almost like, why hasn't this been this way for the last four years? Or, you know, maybe this guy is a much more interesting person than he ever imagined that he was, but he's been held back by years of bullying. Um, But it's just, I don't know. I I love that storyline. It's by far always, my favorite in the entire film.
1: I've always liked when he falls and everything goes silent and then yeah. he jumps back up and catches the microphone and everyone cheers. Yes! I've always liked that. <laughs> It's like a cheap, it's a cheap pop, but I still I like it every time because it's like all of a sudden this super nerdy tight laced guy is like a a rock legend for a second, you know. And I, I I agree, I like that as well. There's something about this movie that I think they do really well, and um I've talked about this before with Mike and maybe with you, but something that I think is really something that's really appealing when you're listening to like a radio show or a podcast is when you can feel like you're part of the group. Like, I'm one of this, I'm one of the members who's talking right now. I feel included. Yeah. And I think this movie does a really good job of making you almost feel like you're part of the party. Because all the way through, Melissa Joan Hart is, like, trying to get people to sign her yearbook. And then when when William throws it into the pool, you're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) she's a to, you know... And, and like just various people come in and out of frame and come in like when Preston is walking and his friend was like, man, remember when you threw up at that school field trip? That was the best, you know, just <laughs> characters like that come in and out and you're sort of following everyone, like one person at a time, but also everyone. And it's just, I think they do a really good job of just making you feel like you're in the party. And that's rare. I think not a lot of media can necessarily do that, and I, and I like when it happens.
0: I do too. It's it's yeah. It, it, they're pulling in the viewer and being like, "Hey, you can party with us," and you're like, "Cool, yeah, I love yeah, it."
1: Exactly. Um,
0: because I I was just reading as I was looking it up that um, they were saying that like the people who wrote it had noticed that in a lot of teen movies, like the best scenes were all at parties. So they decided they're like. <laughs> Let's just make a movie where all of the scenes happen at a party, and yeah I mean obviously there's you know bits and pieces where they're not at the party but um it's just it's so but much the party fun. is the
1: the party is is like the sun you know in the galaxy like they might be spinning in the galaxy around the party, but they're always gonna you know they're always tied to the party
0: yeah. right yeah well and yeah. I love like that so that nerdy kid like I I was, can't help but think that when, after the whole thing was over, that that guy is going to be, like, a legend for the rest of his life. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. Like, he's going to go mm-hmm. to, like, reunions and they're going to be like, dude, do you remember that? fucking party man like you <laughs> yeah and then you like jumped up and like grabbed the mic like that was so awesome dude like bro you know like then <laughs> he
1: made out with who knows how many women yeah like they're yeah. like oh my
0: god he went in the makeup room with those two girls i'm so jealous <laughs> and it's just it's like
1: i love it i yeah. i it's, just love that it's so fun
0: it is it's really fun and um and I want I kinda of wonder like how much he remembers because he was pretty wasted, you know? Yeah um,
1: I always I always like the scene when he spits out the beer too and he's like, No one drink the beer. The beer has bad. gone bad. <laughs> Which is, like, a perfect response for somebody who had never drank beer before. Because the first time you drink beer, you almost have to choke it down, you know, at first. Because you're not sure what to expect. Oh, you yeah. Know? Totally. Something I, I really like when he's in his basement and they're going over their plan to, like, put the jocks in this, like, gay embrace and take pictures of them. Yeah. Something I really like is um one of the nerdy friends was like, are you going to be drinking at this party? And he's like, yes, I will. And he goes, you could get drunk. And the other friend goes, you could get addicted. And I just love, <laughs> laugh. like, they're, they're like the cautious, cautious nerds or something. And then they're walking up the stairs and the one guy goes, I bet people will be having sex at this party. And it's, like, unfathomable <laughs> to them that, like, anybody could have possibly had sex before the party, you know. Like, I I, I like how naive they were. I, I, I enjoyed their that part of it me too Uh, Mike made a a good point because he actually watched the movie and because I was telling about it he'd never seen it before and he made a good point that he thought the nerds were a little too stupid to be nerds and I kind of see his point (laughs) like afraid of the dark like sitting on the the roof of the garage like oh it's dark up here (laughs) yeah
0: yeah no they were definitely not like the top notch like you Know mathletes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they weren't athletes and they weren't mathletes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really liked when they're planning and he's like, Okay, you're Boba Fett and you're I can't remember the other figure, and and
1: Grandma Tarkin,
0: yeah, he's like, I want to be Boba Fett. And he's like, Fine, you're Boba Fett, like, I'm
1: just like, Who cares? He's like, okay, so, you're both kiss dolls,
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, that is such a it's. I uh, just like that whole that whole thing is just hilarious. I love that like you could get addicted like it's like an after school special. Um. Yeah, yeah, but so I really
1: like.
0: Oh, oh, gone.
1: No, I really like Kenny. I like Seth Green's character a lot. I love yeah. it when they're at the convenience store, and he's like. <laughs> he's i love the way he talks his ridiculous urban <laughs> accent he's like 92 percent i love that line it's like that means 92 percent of the women are walking around going class or sex and i i don't know i i really like i like that i like when he's. he's so confident in himself and he's walking around the party and his inner monologue is like 10 Ten lucky ladies and he says, Yo, Corinne, what's up? And this woman just walks by. Doesn't give him the time of day. And his inner monologue immediately is like, Nine, nine lucky ladies. Like he's still so sure of himself.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, and then like he has like the whole like the backpack full of like sex toys, but there's like a candle in there, like <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, that was something I was going to bring up, actually, because I think there is a trace of 90s homophobia in this movie. Oh, Um, definitely. For sure. So they open and that's like a a definitely a product of the times. um, But they open the backpack and his friend pulls out the candle and he calls him. He's like, oh, he's a fag. And then later somebody calls Mike Dexter the same thing. And then later, at the end of the movie, um, you know, they give a blip of all of their future, like, um, like what happens to them in the future. And yeah. Mike Dexter's blip is, like, he got fired from his job at a car wash because of incriminating Polaroids. And I was like, well, yeah, but those, those Polaroids were showing, you know, like, the whole plot of the nerds was they were going to put Mike Dexter and another guy. They were going to knock him out. And dress them up and make it look like they were doing, like, like having gay sex, basically. Right. So the Polaroids were just, like, two consenting adults, or two consenting men, I guess if they're 18, they're adults, possibly having sex. So I don't know why that would warrant him getting fired from a car wash, you know? So that was all sort of, like, I think that's all sort of just, like, a, um, a product of, like, 90s residual homophobia, maybe, that oh, you could get sure. away with in that decade and it's very light it's it's you know just a couple times throughout the movie but definitely that might be something somebody who watches it now who hasn't who didn't live through that time period might be like oh that's interesting and, and kind of strange but I sort of it didn't shock me necessarily because I can remember how movies were at that time, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I, no, I didn't shock me either at all. It was kind of like, oh yeah, that that's pretty much the way it goes um mm-hmm. in these movies. But um so to be honest with you, when they showed that candle, I actually thought it was a huge dildo. Oh, I,
1: really?
0: Yeah, like like initially I was like and when he grabbed it, when his friend grabbed it, and he was like, "Oh, you know, so so's so a bag or whatever." Um he, I was like, oh, he's grabbing it because it's a dildo, and that's why he's saying that, but oh. I didn't, yeah, and so, like, because in my mind, like, I, I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand, like, the correlation with calling him that, but if it was just a candle and then he's saying that, or, like, saying derogatory things about him, I was like, it's yeah. a fucking candle, but like, with a dildo, I was like, okay, I can get it, maybe they're like, oh, you're gonna, you know, do things with this later to yourself, but, okay. um, But, so my first thought was, geez, that is enormous. That's, like, not, there's no (laughs) girl that's going to want to do that. That's, like. Well, yeah, and and it's not even, like, it wasn't (laughs) even
1: contoured. It's just, like, it was just, like, a cylinder. That's (laughs) Well, that's, well, so,
0: like, my, but, like, again, this is just, like, my, like, you have to understand, I was watching on my tiny TV. So, it was on my little 13-inch TV. Um, So, I, like, could see it, but it wasn't, it was far away enough where I couldn't quite tell what it was initially. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, so, yeah, it was a cylinder, but like, it looked like a dildo. I don't know. <laughs> it looked like a vibrator or a dildo. Like, I, that was my first thought. And, um, and it turned out to be a candle. And, I was like, okay.
1: It wasn't just a candle. It was the Fragrance of Love scented candle. Yes, of course. And he ended up using it, which really made me kind of, it made me chuckle that they actually ended up lighting it in the bathroom. I thought that was why I'm like, wow. It came in handy. His love kit came in handy.
0: Yeah. His his sexy time kit. Um, But he, I mean, Green is great. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Seth Green in anything where I didn't like him in that, you know?
1: Yeah, I think he always, he always is, is pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Um,
1: I do have something to tell you that I very rarely, I very rarely say this on the show, Okay. but for the sake of this movie, at that age, I had a pretty big crush on Ethan Embry because of that thing you do and this movie and the
0: number was cute he's still cute
1: he at when i was like 14 or 15 i thought he was super cute and i mean i don't think he's ugly now but i'm just saying like i sort of grew out of that crush but at that time and he was in a movie called white squall i don't know if you ever saw that movie but i also liked him in that but anyway (laughs) i've
0: never seen that one
1: and i I like his character
0: what sorry what was that no go ahead um I think I've seen him in Can't Hardly Wait and um, Grace and Frankie. And maybe, like, I feel like he was in some other movie where he was robbing people. But I can't remember what movie it was. So, I I haven't seen a lot of his stuff.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I, I thought this, this movie caused me to have kind of a crush on him for a little while. But I really like his character. I like... I do, too. I think... I face. don't... I just, I,
0: Sorry, I keep interrupting you. What were you saying?
1: I was just going to say, I think they captured really well what it feels like to have a crush.
0: For sure. I have to say, though, I was not... I didn't really like the whole... I, I felt that he had an obsession with her that I couldn't help but think that if they did get together... Like, he's put her on a pedestal for so long that it's, like, maybe going to be almost disappointing for him when he realizes that she's just, like, a person, you know? Rather than, like, I mean, this, like, object of desire that he's wanted for four years. And four years is a long time to have a crush on someone. Um,
1: Yeah, but didn't you ever have... Like, I mean, I feel like that at that age, that's yeah, how a crush was. That's like, true. Like, you think you're perfect. Like, I can remember being that age and having crushes and just thinking, I think we're perfect for each other.
0: And yeah. in reality,
1: like, if you ended up together, a lot of the time you'd be like, oh, this is a real person. It's not this person I created in my head. Right. So, obviously, if you want to, like, hyper-realistically say that the movie is is inaccurate I agree like their relationship would probably be kind of difficult once he starts learning she's a real person but it's a movie so I'm okay with it but I see (laughs) what you mean like if I suspend disbelief I'm like yeah I've had when I was a kid I had lots of crushes and I thought that probably were when you're a teenager I mean you have crushes that border on obsession everybody has had them I feel like
0: like I had a huge crush on one of my teachers when I was in well like everyone but like when I was in high school, I had a huge crush on one of my teachers. So I actually looked him up recently on Facebook. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't add him. I don't think you can add him. But I was really curious. And I remembered his name and everything. And I was like, wow, he's still pretty cute. Like, I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> but, um, but I had a crush on him for years. Like, and, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I can think of one other person that I had a crush on when I was in, I think, in middle school. Um, but, I, yeah, no, I mean, yes, it, it makes sense that, that, especially at that age, you're like, like, 14 to 18 are, like, the weirdest and most confusing times of your life. Like, all this new yeah. shit's happening to your body- you're, like, starting to feel feelings that you've never felt before. There's, like, weird smells and hair. Like, where the hell is all this coming from? And then, like, there's some beautiful girl that walks by you and you're suddenly like, oh, my God, I'm in love. And that's it. And now yeah, I've and I'm done for the like, four years.
1: <laughs> like, crushes, like, the, the crushes I'm talking about are not, like... Oh, he's my best guy friend and we know everything about each other, and it's like a Taylor Swift song. Like that's a different crush. The crush yeah. I think they nailed so well is the crush that he sees her from afar and he doesn't really know her. And I think in movie world it's they end up together, whatever. But in reality, yeah, if you put someone on a pedestal and you don't really know them at all, I see what you're I see what you mean. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I
1: think just in the in the context of this movie, I'm glad it has a happy ending, you know. And Me too. I totally believe it's crush. Like, I totally believe putting someone on a pedestal. I think every teenager is guilty of doing that for oh, sure. For you sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even some adults are. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was cute. I so okay. So, let's talk about Mike Mike Dexter and his cronies. Um, yes
1: (laughs) so (laughs) okay
0: so yeah i don't know if you're you've seen it in 30 rock but there's um she has a boyfriend a fake boyfriend named astronaut mike dexter liz lemon does no okay yeah she's like she'll mention it she mentions it several times throughout the show um but she's like my boyfriend astronaut mike dexter um (laughs) so every time i hear that name i was think of 30 rock um but anyway so mike dexter and his buddies Uh, I could, I, I I mean, I've seen the movie before, obviously, I saw that I, you know, before I seen it last night, but, um, (laughs) I like that he's like, everyone has to break up with their girlfriends because we're going to hook up with a bunch of girls today and it's going to be really hot, like, you know, blah, 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 The guys are like, yeah, totally, like, adrenaline and hormones, woo, you know, and, um, and then when they see all the girls and they, like, don't. They're like not refusing to like break up with him. It just, it was kind of like this, like it felt good <laughs> to watch this, this loser Mike Dexter, who's just repeatedly like just been an asshole to people, kind of get screwed over by his friends who are all like, no, we don't want to break up with our girlfriends because we like them and we want to like spend time with them. And
1: yeah, we want to go see Pearl Jam in August. <laughs> yeah,
0: Pearl Jam in August. And. Right. Yeah. It's just like...
1: I always like the line... I always like the line where the, they're at the restaurant and his friend goes, Beth, kiss my ass! Like, he says it with so much emotion. It's ridiculous. I know. I like that. I like that line. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I like... And then... Sorry, I interrupted you. But I, I agree with you.
0: Well, wait, wait. So they're... Okay, so then when they're making out with the girl... When all the, his cronies are making out with the girlfriends and he like stops that one guy the guy with the mustache he's like kind of hispanic looking um yeah and (laughs) the guy's like no but like his his, like her parents are going away for like the weekend and they have like mirrors above their bed and then he starts doing all these like emotions or like motions like he's like humping but he's like watching himself like hump like pretending to like you know what I mean and I lost my shit at that part. I thought that was so (laughs) funny. Like, I was, like, just, like, because he's so excited over the prospect of being able to watch himself have sex, like, and, like, the motions that he's doing as he's, like, pretending to watch himself and, like, the look on his face. I just, like, (laughs) it it was just, it, like, I think, by far, that was probably, like, the part that made me laugh the loudest, like, that. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I mean, there were definitely some other parts, but that part in particular I thought was so fucking funny just cause he's so excited over the fact that he gets to have sex and watch himself have sex. Like it was just like, it was so ridiculous and dumb. And like, I loved his little like, expressions on this guy's face and I don't know. I just, I thought it was super great. I was like that. That's perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> you know?
1: I like that. Yeah. I like that they made them have teenage boy reasons to not, break up with their girlfriends. Yeah. You know, like they're still, they might've graduated high school, but they're still like boys. They're still teenage boys. So I like that they were just like, okay, yeah, we were hyped for a second to dump our girlfriends, but no, this is crazy. Like we're teenage boys. I want to have sex under a mirror and I want to go see Pearl Jam, you know? Yeah. And I like my girlfriend and I, I like that. And I like how Mike dumped Amanda because he thought he was hot shit because yeah. in high school he was hot shit, but then I I like when she's sitting with her friends and they were like he's the best looking guy in school and she said yeah but school's over yeah so it's yeah. almost like they're they're on the edge like they're on this line of like they've crossed well they've crossed the finish line but they expect life to still be like it was in high school or he expects life to be, like he thinks he's gonna be like king of campus and then he meets Tripp McNeely and Tripp McNeely is like they're all all the college women they like. <laughs> They're all in ecological
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jerry O'Connell. And, I forgot yeah, that he was he, in that movie, too.
1: I love I love the way he delivers his lines. It's so gross. It's, I know. It's, I think, he, like, he's always on the cusp of belching, almost. And it's just, <laughs> uh, it's so gross. But I think it's so well done. And he's like, yeah, I dumped my girlfriend before I left, too. And I thought I was going to be rolling in women. But... Guys like us are a dime a dozen, and then he belches.
0: It was so <laughs> perfect. I love that was such it was a great really scene because Mike Dexter yeah. is like shit. I really fucked up, like
1: yeah,
0: and you can just see the look on his face. Like you could you can almost feel like the heart, like his heart dropping into his stomach at hearing those words. You know, mm-hmm. but it's also it's such like a sweet like, kind of like a sweet revenge because you're like, okay, you can't get away with the same stuff that you've gotten away with for so long in high school because people in college don't have time for that bullshit and they don't care about that bullshit. And so now you're at this point where you're not growing and you're not changing like what Amanda said. You know, he never changed. Mm -hmm. Like that was what the the problem was, that he was always the same guy. He's not growing and changing as a person and – Like, and people in college are gonna be like, dude, you're still like 18 years old. What are you doing here? Like, what, you know, like, what's going on? Like, grow up, you know? And, um, right. And and that's, and that's like so perfect to hear that because he's just such, like, he's just the typical, like, stereotypical jock guy who's gotten everything he's ever wanted in his high school career because everyone loves him. And then he goes somewhere different and he thinks it's gonna be the same. And people are like, Who the fuck are you? Why should we worship you? Like, no. Yeah. You know? And um and I I just I like that he was kind of, you know, he was coming or he was realizing at this party that not only did he mess up, but also like I might have screwed up the future as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I it just it was it was nice to see that he wasn't, like, going to get away with the crap that he did, you know?
1: I agree. I agree. And I think he had, like, he had, it was almost like he was presented with the choice to go a different way. Like, he showed moments of promise when he covered for William with the police and said, oh, I got him drunk and I forced him to do those things. And then you think, like, oh, maybe he had a change of heart, but then William goes to the diner yeah. And he's almost like like Mike is still stuck in this high school mindset. And he has a choice at that moment to get out of it or to stay in it. And he chooses to stay in it. Yeah. And he's in it for the rest of his life. And he so he like berates William and like teases him. And so. And that's yeah, almost. I think that it's really interesting.
0: Yeah. And, and that scene, that diner scene is almost like kind of like the nail in the coffin. You know? Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. this. Like you could have had. Like, he could have had a moment where he would have been like, hey, man, not a problem. Like, thanks for, you know, hanging out with me last night. That's, and it's like the, and I I was, I was, as I was watching this, I was kind of like, you have this moment, you have this opportunity to just be kind, to just, you know, be a kind and genuine person, but he doesn't want to take it. Instead, he just wants to, you know, like, show off in front of his cool friends who.
1: And the thing is, (sighs) like, he's. He influences his friends. He's the king of their pack, Oh, so yeah. he could easily have just been nice to William, and they would have fallen in line. Like oh, they wouldn't totally. have made fun of him because he's still in charge. And I think I'm assuming. I mean, I'm inferring a lot, but because he still made fun of William, I assume that they're they all sort of stayed immature. Maybe <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think that's too far of a stretch. I could see I could see some of them definitely growing as people, but I could also see that for a long time, maybe, um, they were childish like that, but Mike Dexter just struck me as the type of guy that, like, in 20 years, he's still, like, oh, man, I got this great setup. You know, I'm, like, living in my parents' basin, and I only work, like, five hours a week, and, like, it's so awesome, bro. And, he's like,
1: still, and he tells <laughs> everybody about the hot girl he dated in high school. Like, yeah. I dated such a hot girl in high school. Or he's, yeah. like, the There's guy
0: something- that, like, gets catfished, like, online. You know what I mean? Like, by... He's, oh, she's a model, and I sent her a thousand dollars to come here, but I lo- she couldn't come here because she had a shoot in Fiji.
1: <laughs> no, I love that part. I love that's yes. one of my favorite parts from the nerd. Yeah. I, that's a line that I used to quote. And he's like, "Hey, wasn't this the weekend you were supposed to meet your girlfriend, who was a model?" And he goes, "Yeah, but she had some photo shoot in Fiji." And I love that phrase, "photo shoot in Fiji," just the way he says it. He's like, but,
0: "It's tough dating Christy Turlington." <laughs>
1: But um, while we're still talking about Mike, there's a line that I always enjoyed that he says. And I have to give a shout out to my friend Amanda, who also likes this line. And it's when he's in the party and he's trying to get Amanda back. And he's like, Amanda! And his friend starts dying laughing. Like, oh, that's the best burn. And I've always liked that line. It's like the worst burn
0: ever. Amanda! I like it.
1: But you said... You talked about a lot. You talked about a moment that made you laugh more than any other moment. Yeah. And there's a a moment in the movie that's, it's very short. And it's probably, it might even be a moment that people overlook. I don't know. But it's always been one of my favorite moments and something that always makes me laugh. And it's when... So Seth Green overhears somebody say she'll sleep with the first guy who talks to her. Oh, so he, yeah. he yeah. starts talking to her and she's like, okay, he'll do. I'll sleep with you. And he's like, hang on. And he has to go to the bathroom and he gets in line to go to the bathroom and... And the door opens, and a guy, and it's so ridiculous, but it's, it's a guy on crutches with a broken leg and toilet paper stuck to his cast, and he says, they're all out of toilet paper, and I just, it's such a throwaway gag, but I've always loved it, because <laughs> it's such, I don't know, there's like a, just a bonkers factor with just a guy with a broken leg, who obviously, I don't know, maybe he had some difficulty situating himself on the toilet, I don't know, I just really love it. I no, think it's so I, that random. funny. And I may, and then like classic scene like all these like one woman goes to the bathroom and then all these women run in after her and it fills <laughs> up like a clown car and he's like well I'm gonna be waiting here forever so I it's this very small moment but that's something that always makes me laugh
0: yeah um, no I could see that I could your see comment, that yeah. yeah I could see that um so Amanda back to Amanda mm-hmm. her cousin. What the hell? Oh,
1: yeah. That's a weird... I've I've never really liked... I think think that whole thing totally slows down the movie. And it makes Amanda... It makes her seem like a character that I don't care as much about because she's, like, sort of whining the whole time. And I think it's supposed to be heartfelt where she's like, I don't know who I am without, like, I'm whining. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And so I... And then her weird cousin who wants to date her and make out with her, like, they could cut all of that out Yeah, and movie would be improved, I think.
0: I agree with that, and there's not much more to that part that, like, has to do with the rest of the film, other than... Yeah, because... Well, and also, like, she's all like, I don't know who I am, but then she immediately gets into a relationship with Preston. Like, the next yeah, day. Yeah, I was
1: thinking that... Like, yeah, so, it's like, don't... I was thinking the same thing.
0: Like, I almost wish, if they were going to do that, if they were going to have that be part of her... her um you know, her arc or whatever, but there's not I mean it's not like there's a lot of like that going on in this film. There's here and there, but um with her not so much. I think Amanda overall is kind of a a very flat character. Um Yeah, yeah.
1: Like she's definitely in it to be the love interest. Yeah. Like
0: I don't think she's particularly interesting. Um, but if if they were gonna have that line where she's like, I don't know who I am without Mike, but then she immediately jumps into the relationship with Preston. It's kinda like well, then maybe you just don't know who you are in general because, you know, I mean, if she's jumping from guy to guy, then she's never going to figure out who she is on her own. And it was just kind of like, it, it didn't really make me feel like very sorry for her after she immediately jumped into a new relationship. Cause I was like, well then like, step away for a second, take a breather. No one, like you're 18 years old. You have the world ahead of you. You're going off to college like, yeah, it's cute that they end up together and they stay together. But I'm just saying, like, if they're going to include that line, which is a pretty potent line, a pretty powerful line. Yes. Then yes. they shouldn't have had her end up with Preston. Or they should have not included that line, is basically what well, I'm i think.
1: saying. I agree with you. I think that, I don't, this, I'm going to go off the rails for just a second, but I'm going to bring it back. So, have you ever seen the movie Creed, about boxing, the boxer Creed?
0: Um, no, it that's, like, the, that's kind of, like, um...
1: It's, like, a, it's, it's in the Rocky series. Yeah, that's like, it's not, like, a sequel, Creek but it's kind of, okay. like, a
0: run, it's, like, a run-along to, like, Rocky, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And
1: it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a fantastic movie. It's amazing. But there's this weird scene in the middle of it where he's, like, running, and there's, like, teens on dirt bikes that are riding their dirt bikes around him. And it's sort of, like, it's a very weird moment. And it's like a cringy scene almost because compared to the rest of the movie, it's amazing, and you almost want to like, you'd almost you want to just pluck that scene right out of it because right. it doesn't help the movie. And it, it almost it doesn't hurt the movie because the movie is so strong, but it definitely doesn't help it. And you feel kind of like uh, it's, I don't it makes no sense. So and can't hardly wait. Her and her cousin is like the dirt bike scene for me. Like, just take the whole thing out. And yeah. it would be totally fine. And I think it's really easy to take it out because you see, after like Mike public, after they sort of get in that public fight at the party. Everyone, every guy at the party is trying to get with her. So you see that same spirit. Like, I think they were just trying to convey that as soon as she's single, all these men want to date her, so they have to include her cousin for some reason. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but she's not, she is not Helen of Troy. Like, I don't think that she was pretty enough or interesting enough to make her cousin want to commit some weird form of, like, incest by marriage. You know, like, yeah. that's, I don't believe that. No, I so, don't
0: either. And also, it's, not very. it's like in... In maybe, like, a different culture, it might be a more acceptable plot. But in this culture, of like, this American teen culture, it's, like, really weird and really creepy. It's
1: it's really weird. And, and I think that that scene was supposed to give you a time to hear Amanda, like, so she could have a monologue, so you could get to know her character. But they could have just as easily... Because one thing that I didn't understand was why she was so pushy about pushing her friends away. Because they had a perfect moment to establish some sort of monologue from her when her friends were trying to console her. She could have easily said, you know what, guys? I had fun with Mike, but I'm, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. Right. And they, we could have gotten to know Amanda because for some reason it was almost like she didn't want to be friends with her friends anymore. And I didn't understand that. Well, I... And then you find I mean, they're a little bit catty because they're like, she is not prettier than Gwyneth. <laughs> but...
0: Oh, I also love, okay, like, so I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go back to that, but I wanna say, I also love the fact that this is like, is at that point in our, like, history in Hollywood where Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow were actually dating. Yes, it's a time
1: capsule. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's a time capsule. I like that as well. I I really appreciate it. I thought that was funny. But I think. She's
0: not prettier than Gwyneth. Like, oh my god, I know.
1: (laughs) So I think that. I totally agree with you, and I think you're 100% right. Leave that line out. Leave yeah. that scene out. Because it's really contradictory for her to say, I want to see how I can be on my own for a while and then get into a relationship. Yeah. Or, at the end, maybe they could just... They could have... Like, he could say... He could run after her at the train station and say, I could take a later train. And then the blip could say, Amanda and Preston started writing letters to each other while he was gone, and then they started dating when he came back or something. You know what I mean? Like they could easily have just like tweaked it a little. So it's a happy ending in the future, but the movie doesn't have an immediate, totally happy ending. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I was actually, that line, it's just a contradiction. It totally is.
0: Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about that ending and I must've be, I must've been confusing it with a different movie because I, and this was before I finished it, obviously But when I was watching it, I was thinking the ending was that they meet at the train station and they were like, okay, but it's like too late to do anything. So maybe we'll just see how things go, you know, and then later they date, but that's not what happened. So I'm like, what movie am I thinking of? And I could not, I cannot remember for the life of me, what movie it is that I'm thinking about where something oh, like know. that happened yeah I don't know I mean I might think of it later and if I do I'll, I'll let you know but I kind of doubt I will yeah. but um unless I see it I kind of doubt I'll remember it you know what I mean because it's too va- <laughs> it's too vague of a memory to like really put roots down it's kind of just more like a little cloud um but so as far as the girlfriends go I think that my view was that she was not actually friends with them as much as they were just like she was like adjacent with them because oh, they I were friends yeah. they were the girlfriends of her boyfriend's friends you know so yeah, I, I don't think I, she I really liked that. And them and she's dating
1: the most popular she's like yeah she's popular because she's dating the most popular guy in high school well yeah. and so
0: she was kind of she was kind of put into this group of these popular girls and kind of just left there like that was like her thing and I think that she, I don't think she actually liked them as people because as mm-hmm. she was talking to them, she was kind of like, okay, like she had a look on her face. Like these girls are so vapid. They're so shallow. I have to get out of here. You know, like I'm not, yeah, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to discuss this. Like it's over with Mike and I, that's it. And, um, and, um, I don't know. I, I that, that was the impression that I got that she wasn't actually ever friends with them but it was more like a friendship of convenience or because they were just there you know
1: yeah um, yeah I think that's a good point yeah I, think I don't that makes sense because
0: I don't know if really Amanda ever actually had any real friends because that's kind of what I got the impression was that her entire high school had been basically like like kind of like running for president you know where it's just a popularity contest and everyone's like, Oh, we all like you cause you're pretty and you're cute and you're dating this super popular guy. And that's the only reason that we hang around you because if you weren't dating him, we wouldn't, you know? And, um, yeah. And that's, uh, so that was the impression I got that they weren't actually friends. They were just kind of like, oh, we're here for you, but only because we, like, have to be, and we're just, like, you know, like, that's the thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's to put on a good face rather than because I actually care about you. You know what I mean? And...
1: I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I... What what were you going to say?
1: I liked that she... I liked that she walked around to the party and talked to random people... And it was kind of interesting to think about their shared history. Like they all went to school with her, but she probably never talked to any of them. Yeah. Like when she was talking to the woman who was like cutting the pop can things, and she's like, "Everyone here is a sheep." Bah! And I was like, <laughs> I don't just like. She just ran into all these characters, and something else I liked is when she was talking to the stoner guy. Oh, and Jason Sarah Rue. Siegel. Oh, Sarah Rue. I, yeah, Sarah Rue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then when she was talking to this donor guy and Jason Segel, and he's like, "Preston," he's just Dude. like, "Preston, man," he's just like, like he wears t-shirts, and he's got like hair, and he's like, he's just Preston, you know? I that, love that guy, and I, that was I like that scene, that scene a lot, up
0: a lot, like, yeah, that- <laughs> and I,
1: that's a line. <laughs> She's like, so he has short hair and he wears t-shirts sometimes, <laughs> and I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. She's like, he's a guy. He has hair and he wears t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I like that. And I that. just yeah. love, I love the stoner guys. I love Jason and They're just like cracking. Aren't they eating like watermelon too or something?
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree. And I think I remember this. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to show you my nerdiness. But when around that time, if a movie came out and I liked the movie. I always bought the book because at that time they would like make novelizations about these movies, like these teen movies. Oh. Would, obviously the movie wasn't based on a book but they would make like a corresponding like novelization and I oh, always I bought it. That. And that I
0: that that was a thing that they voraciously, did.
1: Voraciously, I would voraciously read these books and in the book and maybe in the trailer, I, I didn't rewatch the trailer to confirm but I know in the book they said somebody like injected vodka into a watermelon and so everyone was really excited about it
0: oh and okay. so that's
1: why he's eating watermelon but in the movie it's never explained and um so anyway I tried to find my copy of the can't hardly wait book to take a picture of it but I can't find it anywhere oh, no. and I, I hope I didn't get rid of it but yeah so I would if there was a book that was made to accompany the movie I always bought it and anyway
0: you know I did that with that's um... why they
1: were eating watermelon
0: I, um, that Sabrina, uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch had a bunch of novelizations of her episodes. Oh, okay. And I would read them all the time and I loved them and they were like, but like as an adult, like I went back, I think I read one of them. Like maybe I was like clearing out my parents' basement or something and, um, and I was like reading one of them and I was like, this writing is really terrible. (laughs) I was like, this is like really bad, like very stiff writing and like clearly from people who are not like noveliz- like novel writers, but like you know maybe yeah. just are like I just do this because I get a paycheck. But they um... watch
1: the movie and they make it into
0: a book. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But they were fun, and I was a teen, so I didn't care. Yeah. you know, like I didn't. I don't. I'm.
1: I. I actually. I think it'd be. I think it's kind of sad they don't do that anymore because there's got to be other kids like us who would really love that sort oh, of thing. Yeah, maybe totally. they do. They might still do it, and I just don't know because I don't go out and find the book every time but
0: no yeah. you know I don't I don't either um I really only did that with Sabrina but um oh, okay
1: yeah I have the book for Ever After they made a novelization for the movie Ever After I had that one I read. I have Independence Day which I read
0: oh,
1: I've read look- hundreds of times probably and I yeah wow there's even one for um, a little princess, which is weird because a little princess was based on a book, but they made like a novelization of the movie. What book? And I even have that. Yeah, I know. Which is weird. Really? Just read the original. But yeah, because yeah. I was
0: like, I was like, well, no, that's a. I was like, that was based on. Yeah, like when you said that, book. but then you yeah. said that it was based mm-hmm. on a book. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, man, that is. I know you mentioned anyway, that movie. Yeah. I just want to say, like, I know you mentioned that movie the other day. That is such oh, yeah. a great film. That
1: a beautiful movie a movie beautiful, made me want to go lovely. to india
0: so bad yeah. <laughs> like india the music, oh i love it
1: yeah the music and the cinematography and the visuals it's a beautiful gorgeous it's, movie i would really recommend is. anyone to watch it it's child actress it's a child actress and it's you know it's a story it's a fairy tale story but it's it's grounded in reality obviously but i just if i know some people might be put off by like kids stories but that movie is just the quality of filmmaking oh it's so so good good. it's it's something you don't normally see in a kids movie like that no it's it's really beautiful
0: it's i mean i i mean i could i could go on and on about that film um Yeah. yeah i would totally recommend that to anyone too it's it will make you cry like just a warning you yeah, it, did, it will i make had it you on cry.
1: <laughs> i had it on the other day and i cried i teared up oh, i yeah. teared up at the end because oh, it's so good and it's so intense oh, but anyway I know. back to Can't oh, hardly wait.
0: okay all right so
1: okay. i think we should talk about i think we should talk about denise okay. cuz i like denise a lot Okay. I really like, one of the scenes I really like with her is when she decides to stay at the party without Preston. Yeah. And she's sitting on the couch and she takes her coat off and then she immediately puts it on and she's just so uncomfortable. (laughs) And then the girl comes up and says, um, hi. Were you in my American literature class? And Denise gets so excited because she's like, somebody to talk to, and she's like, Yes. And the girl stands up and goes, Ha! I told you she went to our school, pay up and walks away. I know. And I just Oh, that was that was I sad. Felt, I was never mistreated in high school, but I did oftentimes in certain situations feel like a fish out of water. And I totally felt if you're at a place like if I was at some place and I didn't have an anchor, like Preston would have been her anchor. Yeah. And if I didn't have an anchor friend and I was in certain situations, I totally know exactly what she how she feels. Like taking her coat off, putting it back on, kind of wandering around. Nobody's engaging. You're not engaging anybody, you know? And I, I really like that. I think it's really well done.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I was the same way when I was in high school. Obviously, as an adult, I've kind of grown out of that and I'm less afraid to be in a room with strangers, but, um, but I mean, I still like, I still get anxiety. I'm not like, I'm not a superhuman or anything like that. I'm not like super social, you know, like extroverted girl or whatever. (laughs) That's a really lame
1: superhero. (laughs) Super social extroverted girl.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, so, but you know, I, I get, how that is too because I would have been the same way where I would need like as you said like the anchor the anchor friend and then I'm like okay mm-hmm. I'm fine I can do this yeah but yeah when you're like you're you're awkward and you're like at the age you're just like I don't know what to do I don't know who to talk to I didn't get along with half these people or maybe they didn't get along with me
1: like well I don't even think she tried that's the oh thing. I don't think like, so either. I think It's almost like you come to the end of high school and you're just like, maybe I regret not putting myself out there more because nobody knows me and I don't know anybody, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Yeah.
1: So anyway, sorry. Yeah.
0: So, um, so what did you, did you want to say more about her?
1: Well, I just, I really like her storyline and I, I kind of like, I liked, it's contrived, but I like that her and Kenny have this like history that they were friends when they were in elementary school and then they grew apart and i like that they end up getting stuck in the bathroom and they kind of have like a i i actually it's kind of a sweet like romantic interlude it is. and i think it's funny like i i think it's funny at the end because they're obviously i don't think they're gonna stay together and no. she she sits down at the table with him at the diner and she looks kind of like okay i regret this <laughs> and it says like They broke up and then found a bathroom and got back together, whatever. But I'm okay with them, like, not staying together forever. Because I just liked, for that, for the movie and the party. It was cute. I I liked that they were, like, they, yeah, they had a moment together. Well, and I
0: think Kenny needed that genuine, like, connection with someone. Mm -hmm. You know, because what he was looking for was, like, he's looking for, like, the classic, like, porno, like, sex scene you know and that's not gonna happen because that does right that's not how life works like it's life is not porn yeah you know and um <laughs> instead he had like a genuine connection with a genuine human who he genuinely cared about and it was good for him I don't know yeah. if that's ever gonna you know change how he acts the ridiculous way that he acts um <laughs> but I did like that too I thought it was it was sweet and it was it was um it was it was romantic, like what you said. It was yeah. it was sweet and romantic. It was nice. Yeah,
1: I think because in a movie like that, you can't have Preston and Amanda have sex together because I think that would seem cheap. You want them to have like, you want them to have a connection before you see them have sex or whatever. Right. I mean, we don't see them have sex, but right. So for that main love storyline, you want them to like connect on a deeper level. When
0: you said so Preston I and Amanda, or they and Amanda.
1: Preston and Amanda.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. When I'm thinking. I say Kenny in I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Denise. I'm sorry. Okay, I got confused. Oh, right. okay. okay. I, I yeah. got confused. Just keep so, going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the story. So then, I like that, because I think a, a movie like this, I like that they like Denise didn't have anybody, and she was sort of uncomfortable. But then she had somebody. You know. Right. And and then they showed this like still romantic. It wasn't unromantic. It was just kind of a nice romantic moment between them and it helped kenny's character to grow and it helped her to grow because she sort of opened up and he grew up a little a little bit from how he was you know yeah and i think that was nice because we see two characters have that but we can still have the two main love interests have a deeper connection does that make sense yeah well no and
0: i think i think the the thing with kenny and denise is that they're both um they're both really hiding who they are probably a lot is based in self-esteem issues i would imagine yeah um yeah but this was mm-hmm. a moment where they were both very vulnerable and um they were together and they were alone and there was a lot of you know there's some emotion not a lot of emotion but there's some emotion involved and it was just like they're stripping themselves of their vulnerabilities literally yeah, And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sharing this very sweet moment and tender moment together. But then as soon as it's over, they're just back to the way that they were because, yes. you know, yeah. I mean, because they're both like, I think they're both too afraid to be too real with each other at, at, at that point in their lives, you know? Um,
1: yeah. And also,
0: you know, being 18 years old, you don't really want to be vulnerable at all anyway, because you're pretty much vulnerable all the time when you're a teenager. Right and um like oh my god do the things that I used to do as a teenager amaze me that I like I'm alive now (laughs) because
1: (laughs) I used
0: to like I mean I still kind of do but like quarantine has made me do all sorts of weird shit like talk to random strangers on the internet
1: like Um, do you toast things in the bathtub
0: what do I toast things in the bathtub yeah Definitely. I turn on my shower and I put in my toaster and I'm like, all right, this is going to work. Yeah. We're going to do this.
1: I like, I like to have an English muffin yeah. while I bathe. Sometimes
0: I get in there with it. Um, that doesn't always work out, but you know, I felt a little shock here and there, <laughs> almost died once, but I'm okay. Anyway, no, um, <laughs> no, I just like, just, I, I don't, I'm just amazed at some of the things that I do because I used to like chat on like Yahoo chat with like people, and there was this one guy who I catfished not very well. I was terrible at catfishing, <laughs> and he was like in his fifties, and I was like thirteen, and it was like super creepy. I I might have been fifteen. How do you
1: know he was in his fifties?
0: He showed me a picture of himself, and how I,
1: do you know it was him?
0: I don't know it was him, but um, I'm maybe just gonna, he was catfishing. Okay, you. listen, listen, Sam, Sam, listen. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, and this might not sound very nice, but I doubt that he was catfishing me with the picture that he sent. If that, you know what I mean? Like, if he's going to catfish me, he should use a better looking picture, a better looking person, because it was just like some, like just an average guy, like just an average 50 year old guy. And I never talked to him again after that. He sent me that picture and I like immediately blocked him and never spoke to him again. So I was actually kind of a smart teenager, at least in some ways. Um, but I just like, I, I just, I don't know. I just think about how vulnerable I was as a, at that age compared to like these people and that are having sex in some random girl's bathroom. And it's just, it's, it's a scary situation to open yourself up to someone when you don't know how they might perceive you or how, you know, they might react to you or whatever. So I I totally agree with you. I think that moment was very sweet and it was and I think it was a good add on to the rest of the film because it wasn't just all like, Oh, I'm a macho dude, whatever, but it was um you know, and it wasn't Kenny always acting like such an idiot. It, it was actually him being like, Hey, there's a real person underneath all this, you know
1: Yeah whatever. I agree. And they had and they had a basis, so it wasn't just exactly two random people having sex. They had a base were they connected and they knew each other and I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I did um, too. I there went. is, there was something else that I wanted to talk about and that was, um, what's her name? The angel. I can't oh, remember her name Jenna Elfman. For, in real life. Jenna, Jenna Elfman. Elfman. Yeah. I really liked her part. Me too. I liked, I like so Preston leaves the party cause he's discouraged. She sees Amanda. He sees what he, think is Aman- he thinks is Amanda making out with her cousin, but really it's her cousin. Trying to kiss her, so he leaves the party. He thinks he missed out, and he he's like thinking in his head, like I never hear the song "Mandy" by Barry Manilow, but I heard it today, so it must have been something. And then he hears on the radio that it's Barry Manilow's birthday, and so he wants to call and see if the song "Mandy" is about a dog or a woman. (laughs) Yeah, to see if to see if the universe was sending him a sign to go with Amanda and. I just really like Jenna Elfman coming up and she being like, I, the thing is it actually really annoyed me that she didn't wait for him.
0: Yeah, me too. Like, well, and it was super rude. Like she,
1: like it was she could have rude. just stood there for a few minutes. If, if the phone is busy, if the other phones don't work and he's already using it, why can't she wait? Like, why does she think she suddenly, like she needs a cab right now? You know? So that kind of annoyed me. I, I, But I guess they had to have a reason for him to not be able to ask Barry Manilow about the song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and also, like, he had to have that moment with her in order to realize what he needed to do. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So I like, I like that. I like that she gives him sort of like a. She was talking about Scott Baio. But it worked. Yeah. Okay. For some
0: (laughs) reason, like the entire time I thought she was talking about Tony Danza, um, Oh, Tony Danza. Well, I know he was in. What was he in?
1: He was in Charles in Charge, right? Or That's no? That's what was, I thought. Who was the boss?
0: Who's the boss? That's right. Okay, who's the boss.
1: I always yeah.
0: confused Charles and because I never watched either of them. Um, I mean, oh, okay. I I may have seen like an episode here and there, but never like enough to like really remember. Um, but I always confused who's the boss with, uh, or yeah, with Charles in Charge. Also, oh, okay. they kind yeah. of almost have similar names, like the boss and Char. And they look, you know,
1: they look very similar. They like do. Tony Dance and Scappello have similar, like, coloring, like dark, yeah, dark fixtures, dark hair. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, so
1: yeah, I like.
0: But anyway, go on.
1: No, I just I like how she gives him this pep talk, and she's like, you know go after it and then she says if you want to be with him you should call Barry Manilow and tell him how you feel and <laughs> yeah, i just i love that i like that he didn't he didn't spill his whole story to her you know he wasn't like like crying about right amanda to her she just thought she offended him because he was like i'm a loser and she gave him a little pep talk and i thought that was
0: cute <laughs> i just love that if you like Barry Manilow you should call him and tell him um but I love the line that she says, "Oh, I'm the weirdo who's the one calling Barry Manilow from a from a telephone booth at two a.m."
1: I love it. Yeah, I like that as well. And he's like, "You're a stripper," and she says, "I'm a dancer." And I like that as well. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's good. I I think her cameo is. I really like it. Did you ever I think her see, performance is good.
0: Did you ever see the movie Keeping the Faith? It's with.
1: Yeah, with Ben Stiller yeah. and Matt Norton.
0: And she's in it. I mm. I don't know why I thought I started thinking about that movie a little while ago. And um and I was kind of like curious as to whether or not it held up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think I'd rent it. Like if it was streaming I'd watch it maybe. I don't know if I'm curious enough, you know what I mean? But I was just randomly thinking of it. Yeah. Um,
1: that's a movie that I think I'm on the fence about whether or not it would hold up. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I kind yeah. of don't think it would. My yeah. my theory is that I, I don't think, think it would. I think so as well. Um,
1: yeah, I think it it might be a movie where you're like, "Okay, for whatever year it came out, I don't know, 1999 or something." Yeah. It was probably just fine, but you don't need to watch it outside of that year. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, not everyone not everyone I can't
1: talk. Oh, it came, out. it came out in the year 2000. Oh. In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year yeah. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know exactly
0: what you were talking about. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. That's um, Conan so Brian, I have to. isn't it? Yes. Okay,
1: yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you something else about this movie okay. that I really enjoyed, and I'm going to try to put it into words. I think there's something. I really, really enjoy moments in life and in movies, in real life and in movies, where you sort of like still up from the night before when the sun sort of starts rising, like up all night sort of feelings in movies, like when that happens. I like it when it happens in real life because I don't do it very often, so it's very special when you like up all night. Yeah. And it's usually something... I mean, usually, I know that there are bad reasons for people to be up all night, but I'm talking about good reasons. Like most of the time when you're up all night, it's for something good. And I really like a late night party that bleeds into the morning. And, um, I was reminded, and I just kind of want to go on a little bit of a rant, not a rant. It's not bad, but Mike and I watched, he was showing me this documentary about the band, The Who. Yeah. And it showed their performance at Woodstock and their performance at Woodstock was at like 4 a.m. or something. Holy shit. And so you're seeing them, and it's dark out, but the sun is sort of just starting to rise, like it's starting to get light on the horizon, and I just, those moments in life, I just really love them. They're so beautiful and memorable, and I just think anybody who is in the crowd at the show, watching The Who at Woodstock, could say, oh my gosh, we saw The Who, we saw Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey, and Keith Moon, and we saw them, at Woodstock, the sun was rising, it was like the coolness of the air, you know, just that moment. And it, you couldn't have it as magical if you saw them at 4 p.m., you know what I mean? No, like,
0: I totally so. This
1: movie had this.
0: Oh, hmm? no, no, go on.
1: I... I just think this movie has this magical quality. They're up all night, and a teen, like, a party movie has this. Like, Days of Confused have it, Super Bad sort of has it. And this movie has it where you're just you're they're they're up so late into the night and and then there he's meeting Denise and Kenny at the the diner in the morning and so you're thinking like Denise and Kenny have been up all night, they're eating at the diner because it's breakfast time now and I just I really love that. I, I don't know if I can put it totally into words, but there's a spirit in the movie of staying up all night that I enjoy.
0: I totally understand what you mean. And I think the reason why that you feel this way is because I think early mornings are kind of like a liminal space. Like, do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: There. It, yeah. There's like some sort of magic. in. Yeah, there.
0: exactly. There's like this magic quality because people hardly ever see the sunrise, you know, like you're going to, yeah. you're more likely to see the sunset unless you get up early all the time. Personally, I work at 1030, so I don't get up until nine. Like I don't get up any later <laughs> than I have to get up. And I love, I love sleeping in. So, um, and, but um, there's like it's just a certain quality where like the air is still and no one's really awake and so everything is just got this sort of like mysticness to it. It's like this quality of like it's just like the world is quiet and it's yours, you know, and like yeah, and you're yeah. just you're in the moment and you're tired, but you're like happy because you just had this great like i'm a, again like what you said this is in the perspective of like a great night rather than like a bad night you know um, Yeah. like you just had this great night and so you're kind of just like enjoying your just the time and the stillness of the world and everything is is just waking up like, and so it's fresh yeah, yeah and it's like beautiful and new and it's a new day and it's exciting and i and then you get to go home and sleep. <laughs> like, that's one of the best yes, parts, exactly. you know? Like, so yeah. it's, I I totally, totally get what you mean. And whenever I have pulled all-nighters, it's usually with people. Like, if it's by myself, I'm usually like, yeah, this is kind of cool. But, like, it's got to usually be with people.
1: Um, yeah. To, I have this very, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Uh, um. I mean, that was kind of all I had to say was it was just, it's, I, I totally understand what you mean. I get what you mean. It's like, I love that. I love that feeling too. Where it's it's just yeah. very cool and very magical and like it's it's awesome.
1: Mhm. It's just there's nothing like it. It's yeah. I don't know. And, and this movie has it. And it's a summertime movie, so you know it's it's you know, it's early early. It's early summer cuz it's they're just graduated and and I just think it's so magical. Yeah. And that's something else that I really love and cherish about this movie. Yeah.
0: So. I do too. I really like this movie. I think that I think overall it's I think it's a pretty good teen movie I mean yeah Rotten Tomatoes only gave it like 30 like wait hold on um what I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes gave it um 42 percent
1: yeah I I'm not surprised I mean I don't think it's like like I don't think it's a strong movie no I think that it's it's a fun it's a it's A little bit more entertaining than the rest, and I can see how it would be really fine in that regard, but I don't think it's, it's, it doesn't have, like, really good writing or really good, you know, cinematography. I just, I think it's just really fun. It's really fun. It is, yeah. and I love when the cops break up the party, they play... Damn it by Blink One Eighty Two, and I love that moment. And they play a lot of the song because the cops are breaking up the party for a very long time, so you get a very nice slice of a very fun one of my favorite songs. Yeah, so that also I really like. It was
0: yeah. it was fun. Um, I'm I'm just looking kind of like at what it says on Google about it, but um, oh, so to anyone who wants to watch this show or this movie, it's on Netflix. Um yes. it's available streaming right now. Uh as mm-hmm. of
1: I would highly recommend 4182020. Highly recommend it. <laughs> um <Yes. laughs> yeah. I
0: would recommend it too. If you're just looking for something easy and fun and that'll, that'll make you feel good, it's perfect, you know. It, yeah. It's yep. It's nothing extraordinary, but it's it's a it's a fun film. And um sometimes that's what you need, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just it's just a nice escape.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm glad that I liked it as much as I liked it the first time I saw it, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about one of, when we were talking about teen movies, one of the greatest teen movies of all time, Clueless. We didn't talk about oh, Clueless. Oh, yeah,
1: I had that on my list. I wrote that on my list, but I wanted to give credence to some other movies. Yeah, To yeah. um, the other, like, the other two that I mentioned that I felt like are as good, but. Not as well mentioned, well known. No, no
0: you know? Clu- but yes, Clueless. Is so
1: Clueless is one of the greatest oh. teen movies. I agree. It's like, yeah,
0: you and I quote that all the time. You know, uh, yep. Emily and I quote that all the time. Like, it's just it's, it's just perfect. It's just a great.
1: It's it's a great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. One. So watch. Can't hardly really wait. Watch Clueless. Watch Days Confused. Super bad accepted orange county drop dead gorgeous yep. freaky friday and the parent trap re- <laughs> the Lindsay lohan version
0: and um <laughs> if you're looking to have some shitty t- uh, tv films watch passport to paris and sabrina goes to rome oh yeah i forgot <laughs> yes um i don't know where those are located i own most of everything i talked about so to who to those yeah. who are looking i'm sorry can't help you But good luck. The only
1: ones we know is streaming. The only one we know is streaming is Can't Hardly Wait. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Watch
0: that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. So you guys can follow us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies. We have Facebook also of Watchers of Movies. We have an email address if you'd like to send us an email as far as recommendations go. Right now we're trying to do stuff that's available streaming because of the quarantine. So we obviously can't get to the movie theater Um, And we want to do something that's maybe a little bit more accessible to everyone. So if you have any recommendations, please stick to like Hulu and Netflix. Um, And Yes. um, Also, if you guys like our stuff, please give us five stars on iTunes because that's how we get out there. And we work really hard at this show and we really like what we do. And we want to keep giving you guys, guys, guys content, but we'd also like to have a bigger you know, a bigger listening, uh, what is it called? Crowd? <laughs> no, not a crowd. Listen. Audience. Thank you. <laughs> a, a bigger <laughs> audience. And, um, you know, I mean, tell your friends about us. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, we're on Google Play. And thank you to Mike for our theme music.
1: Yes, Mike Myers. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 Yep.
0: And... That is all.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye.